Welcome to a special holiday edition of that sports show. Our Impact Media weekly all sport show. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. I'm recording this Thursday morning, uh, right before the games come on. I'm not going to talk much about the first game anyway. I think the best game of the day is going to be the middle game. And that's not even me being a little biased. With that being said, as the great Sonny Clark says, today's episode is called Thankful. It's not because it's Thanksgiving. That's something to do with it. But it's because I am forever thankful. Forever thankful for the the friends and family uh, that I'm surrounded with. Uh, Thankful for the world. As crazy and chaotic as it can be, thankful of the world I'm a part of, and uh, and and uh, just extremely thankful of you, the listeners of uh, this amazing show. Because uh, without you guys, there's no show. So just overall thankful, you know. If, if you get the opportunity today, whether you get a chance to to shake someone's hand, tell them how thankful you are for them, give them a hug, um, even wave at them across the street, smile at them, smile at somebody today. There's your mission, smile at somebody today. Doesn't matter if you know them or not, smile. That may be the thing that they're looking for. Um, And if, you know, if uh, you're in a spot where you can't do any of those things or makes it a little difficult or maybe a little shy, maybe you don't know a lot of people around you, pick up the phone. Give a text message or, or, or even a phone call or a video message to uh, somebody you know. Just let them know you're thinking about them today. Doing these kinds of things every day, that's what's going to make that's what's going to make our world better. I don't know why I went this direction with this show, but uh, it was... Um, <coughs> Just what I was thinking about, you know, as I, as I think about being thankful. Uh, there's a lot to be thankful for. I'm thankful for the fact that the Georgia Swarm are going to start their season on December 4th. I'm thinking about dropping by there. I will let you guys know more on next week's show as if I'm going to be there. Because same thing always applies. If you see me at any event, snap a selfie, load it up online, tag us, tag me, tag somebody where we can see it. We'll send you some swag. We really will. Uh, I'm thankful that Rugby ATL is continuing to pad their roster. After they finally got to play their first full season last season, they ended up being runner-up in the championship game. That's how good this team and organization is. I'm thankful that they're padding their 
their roster's up. They're adding some incredible people that we will talk about next week. I'm going to go over their roster a little bit, as well as the Swarm. And uh, I believe their season will kick off in February. They play down there at Life College. The Swarm, they play up at the Gwinnett Arena in Duluth. Can't think of what it's called at the moment, but you guys know where that's at. Um, I'm just thankful for a lot. So let's get into some of it. Let's let's talk some NFL headlines. And we'll start with uh, somebody who's going to have a little bit more free time, and that's Adrian Peterson, who after three games was let go by the Tennessee Titans. That is not saying he couldn't sign with somebody else. He still could. The way injuries are going this year, that's a pretty good shot. But um, I think it was the emergence of some of the people on their roster that showed them uh, they were going to be okay. And, uh, you know, Adrian did some good stuff. He was able to to uh, get, some, get some yards, and I think he had a score in there. But uh, he got waived, and uh, he'll have more free time to spend with his, with his family. Uh, another person that's going to have a little bit more time, but I think he's, we're going to see him some more next year. The New York Giants have fired offensive coordinator Jason Garrett. Now, is their offensive woes and everything his fault? I don't think so. They just have given play-calling duties not long ago, and then when they come out flat, they fire him. Yeah, the Giants need a lot. The Giants need a quarterback because what they, their starter right now is a backup. Um, they don't need to sign Saquon Barkley to a second contract. And they, they basically need to kind of do what Seattle's going to do. I'm going to put them in the same boat. Except the Giants need a new GM. Because Gettleman's not doing it anymore. He's just not cutting it. We'll put it that way. It's not that he's not doing it. He's just not doing a good job. And in Seattle's case, they need a new head coach. Uh, Pete Carroll's a legend, but it's time to move in a different direction. But beyond that, it's time to flip these organizations upside down. They're in divisions where all three other teams are better than them. And it's time to do something different. Jason Garrett will land somewhere else. He'll be an offensive coordinator. He'll be a, a quarterback coach. He'll be somewhere. He's, he's a good coach. In fact, that's not saying. There was a theory floated earlier this week that, and nobody's heard anything, but this is very Jerry Jones to do this. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, Mike McCarthy can't even figure out the clock let alone some of the other things, and yet Dallas is winning despite that. There is a prevailing thought, and prevailing means somebody come up with it, nobody is disputed. There is no evidence to either side of this. And that is that at some point, as good as Kellen Moore has been as the offensive coordinator, Jerry could send Mike McCarthy packing and promote his offensive coordinator to head coach. And I'll be honest, if you do that, I would consider bringing Jason Garrett back as an offensive coordinator, or at least somewhere on the staff. I'll add that much more to the fire, another log on the fire, if you'll say. 
And remember, I say this as a Cowboys fan. I think that's a good move. But we'll talk about the Cowboys in a minute. They've got the game of the day by far. Um, as far as the Giants and the Seahawks, they both need to turn over their rosters and and basically do a restart. Uh, here here's something I, I heard this and then at first I, I just I was kind of brushed it off. Let me think about it. Is Taylor Heineke of the Washington Football Team the new Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was the starter? of the Washington football team. And here's what I mean. Taylor Heineke, upon first glance, or even at a stat sheet, you would look and go, I don't know if I want this guy as the starter of my football team. And then, in crunch time, when it matters, he wins you a good bit of games. He's winning a good handful of games that they have no business winning so far this year. That sounds like Ryan Fitzpatrick. People discount him his whole career, and all he ever did was go out and win about 60% of his games. So is Taylor Heineke the new Ryan Fitzpatrick? He could be. He's got the right mentor. Fitzpatrick's right there. And Heineke could go on to have a pretty good career where he is just a, a, uh, a you know pretty solid starter. He's, he's not a... A world breaker and not a game breaker. It's not going to take over a game, but he's uh, he might be the ultimate game manager of his generation. Uh, and Alex Smith, if you will. That's not a derogatory term. That's somebody who, when you have them in the game, you know more times than not, they're not going to lose the game for you, and they're going to make enough plays to keep you in it. That, I think, is is... Taylor Heineke, he gives you a chance. You just got to put some better people around him. And he's got a pretty decent team. Washington's going to rebound. They're way better than the Giants in their division. We've already talked about that. Uh, But as far as this initial argument here, is Taylor Heineke the new Ryan Fitzpatrick? I think at least this year he is. I think he very much is. So we'll see what the Washington football team do. They're right on the the, uh, the outside of being a, a, a potential sneak-in-there playoff team. They may narrowly miss this year. But either way, Ron is a hell of a coach. So what he's doing with Taylor Heineke is fantastic. And I give Heineke a lot of credit, too. It's it's uh, a little bit of both. Uh, a couple more on here. The Saints have given quarterback, running back, whatever, whatever he wants to be, Taysom Hill, a four-year extension based on the role he plays. That's basically kind of what it is now, where he could make anywhere between 40 to $95 million. Now, of course, 40 would be in the role he is in now, where he is just the uh, Swiss Army knife, plays all over the place, limited snaps, those kind of things, which makes that a pretty good contract. Or if he becomes the starting quarterback, then he will earn up to $95 million. And before people go, wow, $40 million is a lot. Well, that's pretty much what he's making now. He's making about 9.5 or 10 a year, I believe, to do what he does. So, the Saints gave him an incentivized contract. That's basically what it is. It's 
if at the absolute least we have you doing what you're doing now, then you'll continue to make the same money. It's a good deal. Ten grand a year, you know, play a third of the snaps. It's not a bad deal. But if he finds himself as the starting quarterback, he can make that much more. That pushes him to uh, want to be better, want to be the best. I think it's a great contract. Um, is Justin Jefferson the new Randy Moss? Well, numbers-wise, and what team he plays for, the Vikings. Yeah, kind of. But let's think about this. Randy Moss did it for tons of years. Jefferson's done it for a couple years. Now, he is really good. Randy Moss really likes him. And uh, he's definitely helped Kirk Cousins uh, really make a run at this. Minnesota is right on the edge of being a playoff team. They, If they get the they can wreck somebody's season because they're going to be a 6 or a 7 seed. I think that makes sense. Or a, or a 5 or a 6 seed. Yeah, either way, they'll be one of the last seeds in. So if they're a 6 or a 7 seed and all of a sudden they have to go against Green Bay, who they just beat, or they have to go against the Buccaneers, or... Uh, even Dallas, they they are a matchup nightmare, and they continue to push forward and push forward and push forward. There's a chance they could wreck somebody. Is Justin Jefferson the new Randy Moss? Not yet. He could be, and he's exciting. And Minnesota fans, you should be excited. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you're thankful for Justin Jefferson. Uh, Austin Eckler has a four-touchdown day over the weekend for the Chargers. And normally, that would be the high performer. Except, except that there's a guy for the Indianapolis Colts named Jonathan Taylor who had a combined five touchdowns and just smoked everybody like a turkey. Holy crap. Jonathan Taylor had himself a day. Now, Eckler did too, but it's like it's like watching your favorite baseball player hit two home runs in a game, and uh, then you, you flip on your favorite sports recap show, maybe this one, and you hear that somebody had four. Yeah. As great as, as four touchdowns was, uh, Jonathan Taylor had a slightly better day with five. But the fact that these guys are showing that they can catch passes and score touchdowns or that they can run and score touchdowns tells us that they are all world backs. Just... Incredible effort from these guys, and they helped their teams win. Now Indianapolis and the Chargers are back in the playoff hunt. A lot of people are starting to write them off. Kind of hard to write them off now. And lastly, I want to keep this for last for, for uh, a lot of reasons. Michael Strahan is going to space. On December 9th, which is uh, about a week and a half from now, roughly. December 9th um, through a craft called Blue Origin that is uh, spearheaded, a.k.a. funded, by Amazon mogul Jeff Bezos.
Strahan and the daughter, the other famous person on the flight is the daughter. Is it John Glenn or it's maybe it's not John Glenn Shepard. That's it. Alan Shepard's daughter is going to be on there as well. And we're just getting to that time of, of our of our lives here where we're going to see celebrities in space. We've already seen William Shatner, which is amazing. We're going to see Michael Strahan. We're going to see the daughter of Alan Shepard. It's, uh, who knows, maybe we're a handful of years away from, if you get enough money up, you, you can go. Or I can go. I don't know that I want to go to space yet, but it's because I don't have the opportunity. The opportunity hasn't presented itself. But uh, good for Strahan. Hope everything goes well. And I look forward to hearing when he uh, when he gets back what he thought of everything. Speaking of which, he's on television right now. Oh, uh, let's see. <coughs> All right. <coughs> Atlanta United season came to an end over the weekend as they lost two to nil soccer for zero to New York City FC. Uh, highly contested game. It seemed like uh, NYCFC definitely played to their home field advantage, which they have. And I, I want to put that to, to, to rest now, put that to bed now. This whole small field argument. Yes, New York City Football Club play at Yankee Stadium. Yes, Yankee Stadium by the legal parameters of MLS is borderline probably the smallest, most compact venue. Sometimes there's turf issues, but there's turf issues everywhere. So let's let's keep that away. But everybody who says, oh well if uh, if we didn't have to play on such a small field and it's so condensed and it's so it, it doesn't allow us to really stretch out and it is what it is. Part of the reason why I could outshoot a lot of people basketball wise in high school is because they came to my house to shoot. I know that that basketball goal and that rim and the wall surrounding it and everything better than anybody. I knew all the bounces. I knew all the stuff. So that gave me a big advantage knowing, hey, if you're over in the far left corner, you got to shoot a little more to the right because it's going gonna, it's gonna to carry a little bit and it's going to bounce. Or, you know, if you're straight away, you need to bank it because it doesn't want to clear the front of the rim. You know, just things to know like that. So to say, oh, well, it's because uh, uh, they played on such a small field and they shouldn't. No, because Atlanta United has one of the bigger, more spacious fields, which helps them. There's a reason why Atlanta United wins a lot at home. It has a lot to do with the field and the talent on the field. We have players who like to run and be in space. So... The best way to create space is to have one of the biggest fields in the league. So instead of complaining about the small field, which is, hey, they didn't get a choice. This is the best place they could play for now until they build their own, which I don't know when they're going to do that. But they have the advantage. New York City FC has the advantage of their home field turf, them being the best players on it. So I hold no excuses. Atlanta United come out. They couldn't capitalize on opportunities when New York City put two in the back of the net. So congratulations, New York City FC, as they advance. We will uh, keep up with the MLS playoffs a little bit.
on here, but mostly we will talk about some of the moves that Atlanta United have coming up. Obviously, they're going to keep the coach. Obviously, people like Joseph Martinez will still be here. Um, but there's some interesting there's some interesting debates. They're wanting to bring in uh, a couple other people, but in order to do that, they're going to have to move some people out. There are some expiring contracts. There are, let's see, what else was there? There are... There are opportunities where people that make a lot of money could be moved on from because the person who would take over is not quite on their level, but they're, they're still really good. And uh, we'll get more into this in the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe I'll try to get a guest on to help explain some of it. But at the same time, good for Atlanta United. Is this not, I mean, sure, we want them to win. We want them to win the MLS Cup. But given that they were so far behind the eight ball early on, they had a coaching change to an interim and then to a permanent manager late in the season, and still went on a run that put them in the playoffs. To me, they exceeded expectations. The way this year was going about midway through, I wanted them to do well, but it didn't look like they were going to finish well. And a few little tweaks and a new manager later, they were in the playoffs. So I feel real good about whoever is on this team moving forward. That they get the they get the winter and the spring to get to know each other, to learn tendencies. Because there was a lot of new faces, a lot of new players. They, they were moved around in different positions. And so... I think they exceeded expectations. You may have a different view. If you do, hey, leave us a question, comment, suggestion, any of the places you can. Uh, you know, obviously you guys, I know I didn't say at the beginning, but you can follow all the shows at Team Impact Media on Twitter, at the Impact 99 on practically every social media hub there is. Uh, if you're in the iTunes store or Spotify or wherever you see our show, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe uh, if we get enough questions in, then we will uh, we'll do like a question show. We'll just answer your questions. Uh, lastly, before we get into the picks, I want to make this show short and sweet because I want you guys to be able to listen to it uh, on your way to your holiday shindigs or on your way back or while you're just enjoying a day off. You already know that Georgia State is full eligible because they beat Arkansas State on Saturday because we did such a late show last week that we were able to talk about it. So this Saturday at 2 p.m. on ESPN Plus or at Center Park Stadium, if you are so inclined. And I am going to find that email that has a good deal on that. But we welcome in the Troy Trojans. The Troy Trojans, who sit with the opposite record of our Georgia State Panthers. Georgia State is 6-5 and five and full eligible. Detroit Trojans are five and six because uh, they couldn't get the jump on App State last week. So Troy is looking to be bowl eligible by winning the last game of the year, and they're going to have to come through Georgia State to do so. Now I'll tell you, Troy on defense likes to try to take away what you do well, which means they're going to probably stack the box like everybody else does and try to um, try to at least slow down the rushing attack of Georgia State. 
on offense, they very much favor throwing the ball. And they complement that with a uh, pretty solid run game. So, I like our chances. Our defense can uh, zero in on the pass and force them to have to run to beat us. And I like our front seven. I would put our front seven against a lot of people. I believe we're going to be able to beat Troy. It's probably going to be 30-24 or something like that. It's going to be close. Be nice if it's not. But uh, I will, of course, be at that game. And for all the people, first of all, you can get a ticket for as low as $12 without a discount at all your local retail sites. $12 to come to a great, highly contested season finale Georgia State versus Troy football game. I mean, what else are you doing Saturday? Come see the game. And I will do you one better. You can get a Thanksgiving four-pack. This was sent to me in my email. Which means it is, it is a public. It is for the public. But I'm sharing it with you guys in case you don't subscribe to the same newsletters I do. A Thanksgiving four-pack. If you want to see Georgia State host Troy this Saturday at 2 p.m. at Center Park Stadium. That's November 27th. That's two days from now. How about four tickets for a total of $20? $20. That's $5 a ticket. $5 a ticket as long as you buy four. I'm sure you have three friends that want to go. If not... Find them. And here's how you get that. You go to georgiastatesports.com slash thanks. That's T-H-A-N-K-S. georgiastatesports.com backslash thanks. How much easier can that be? I know there's a lot of times people come to the to the, the pre-games and then a lot of the students will walk back up to their apartments and watch the game. Come on in, especially students. I think you get a better deal than that. But if you're not a student, even if you are a student, this is a four-pack of tickets for $20. There's nowhere else you are going to get this amount of entertainment for $5. Nowhere. So... Once again, georgiastatesports.com backslash thanks. I might even put it on the run-up. But either way, come see us. Same thing goes for this. I just told you that I will that I will be at said game. Come find me. I'm always around there. I am very easy to spot at these things. A lot of times if you ask, people will point and say he's over there. I'm always around these things. So Come find me. Let's take a selfie. Let's post it up on social media. I'll send you swag. I'll send you swag. It's that easy. Or if you don't want swag and you just want to come say, hey, come ask me a question. Come tell me one of the takes I had or outlandish. Come do it. Love to talk to you. We'll talk anything. We'll talk NFL. We'll talk rugby. We'll talk swarm. We'll talk uh, Georgia State. You want to talk Atlanta United. You want to talk about how crazy my picks have been. doesn't matter. Come see me. Love to meet you guys. I always enjoy talking with you guys. It seems like every event I go to, I run into more and more of you guys, and you guys are awesome. You guys are the best listening audience 
I'm not even saying that in a biased way. You guys are so awesome. It's great to run into you. So now, let's finish up with some picks. All right. So, last week, I think we talked about on Sunday, we talked about my picks from Saturday and how I went 4-1 and one in college. I told you to take Ohio State over Michigan State. I told you that was 56-7, by the way. I told you to take Alabama over Arkansas. That was 42-35, to 35, and uh Bama fans were sweating that out. I told you to take Utah. Number 23, Utah, over number 3, Oregon. How about 38-7? Told you to take Colorado, or no, I told you to take Hawaii over Colorado State. 50-45, to 45. that was a heck of a, just a heck of a throw down there. And the only one I missed, I had faith in the Troy Trojans last week. They're going to be mad, they're going to be ticked off, they're going to bring it this week. But I had Troy... Over App State, that ended up being 45-7 to 7, App State. I tried, Trojans. I tried. Uh, unfortunately, I'm sorry about your dang luck. You're not going to a bowl because you're not going to be Georgia State. Uh, my my pro picks. Told you the, the lone blemish on my record. I went 4-1 and one in the pros as well. Told you to take New Orleans over Philly. Well, Philly woke up and remembered they could be a good football team. 40-29 to 29 there. Told you to take the Washington football team. Over the returning Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers, 27-21 Washington football team. So did you take Minnesota over Green Bay? It made a lot of Green Bay fans mad, but what made them more mad was that they did lose to, to Minnesota. Like I said, cheeseheads, sorry, not sorry. I, I just I had a feeling. Had a feeling. There we go. 34-31 with the big, uh, big kick right there at the end. I uh, told you to take the L.A. Chargers over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 41-37 to Chargers, behind Austin Eckler's big day. And lastly, I told you to take the Cincinnati Bengals over the Las Vegas Raiders, 32-13 to in that one. 4-1-4-1. Hopefully you listened. Hopefully you maybe made a little money on a gentleman's agreement. Maybe your neighbor is going to cut your lawn now. Good for you. Hope so. I hope these are helping you. Uh, let's go to the picks this week. Let's start uh, with college. And I'm saving one for last on purpose because I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. But one of the teams is the oldest teams that I've been a fan of since I was six or eight months old, somewhere in there. And they're facing their rival. So, but it's kind of rivalry week. We know Georgia and Georgia Tech are playing. Tech just don't embarrass yourself. Uh, but let's start. Number 14, Wisconsin is at Minnesota. That is a 4 p.m. Fox game. This was tough because Minnesota plays people hard. This is a division game. Wisconsin is, is pretty good this year. I'm going to still take the upset. Give me the Minnesota Golden Gophers to upset number 14, Wisconsin. Uh, number 10, Oklahoma, is going to face number 7, Oklahoma State, 7.30 ABC game there. That's a feature game. End up not having a late game. This is the latest game I have on here. <clears throat> um, Oklahoma has had some struggles. They have used two quarterbacks. 
<clears throat> they've used two quarterbacks. And uh between Spencer Rattler and and uh and his backup, they've they've uh been able to get through the season. They both are big projects moving forward, but Lincoln Rowley is doing what he can. And as good as Oklahoma State is, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Oklahoma in the slight upset. I don't think it's much of an upset. I actually think they're even. But um yeah, give me Oklahoma to uh, somehow find a way to put it together. Penn State at number twelve, Michigan State. Three thirty ABC game there. I guess it's a week for upsets. I'm taking Penn State. I think they're the better squad. Michigan State is still stunned after only getting seven points in Ohio State last week. I don't think they're going to rebound. I think um, I think Penn State's going to get them. Oregon State at number eleven, Oregon. I'll be honest. Besides these these five games I want to talk about, there's not a lot of crazy matchups. Uh, Georgia State, Troy is going to be good, but a weird matchup week. Uh, but Oregon State at number eleven, Oregon. Oregon, who come up flat against Utah, but Utah can score a lot of points. 3.30 ESPN game here. I'm going to actually take the favorite here. I'm going to take the home team. Give me Oregon to rebound um, and not lose to Oregon State because that would really destroy their season. And finally, number two, Ohio State at number five, Michigan it's a noon kickoff on Fox. I don't understand why it is It is not. It, at least a 3.30, if not a 7. Um, man, to fill everybody in, I've been a Michigan State Wolverine fan. Or not Michigan State. I've been a Michigan Wolverine fan since I was a little kid. Now, I'm not super into, I'm not going to trash Ohio State. I'm not going to get super into it that way. No. But I'm proud of my team. I'm proud of what they've done this year. And they get up to number five. And, I mean, I couldn't be more proud of them. They've, they've had such an incredible season. Uh, we've had some good bounces go our way. We've been able to avoid some pitfalls. But as much as it pains me, I try to be unbiased on this show, unless I'm talking about Georgia State, you know, because I, I'm a little unbiased there. Do I want Michigan to win? Yes. For the sake of picking this, though, I, what I want and what I believe are two different things. Give me the Ohio State Buckeyes. I think it's going to be closer than you think it is. Give me the Ohio State Buckeyes over the Michigan Wolverines, and you will not see me happier than if I am wrong. Than if I'm wrong on that one. Uh, let's go to the pro picks. There's only one. I think the best game of the day is going to be the one in the middle of the day. That is the Cowboys and Raiders. I think the Cowboys and Raiders should play every Thanksgiving. I think that'd be fantastic. But the closest game you're going to see today. I believe it's going to be Buffalo at New Orleans. That is tonight at 8.20 on NBC. And here's why this is a big game. New Orleans started off like a house of fire, which they did. And then Jameis Winston got hurt. Trevor Simeon has come in and been pretty decent. 
Uh, Taysom Hill is coming back, got his new contract. But Buffalo's in a similar situation. They start off as a house of fire, and they've slowly sizzled a little bit here and there. And both these teams are at an, uh, an impasse. They need this win to build the momentum and go back. And get back in the playoff race. Now the Bills are still hanging around there. New Orleans is trying. But they both need this win. Because another loss makes it a lot harder and a lot tougher uphill battle uh, to come back on. Who do I like? Normally I would probably take Buffalo because they are the stronger offense. The Saints are missing a lot of people. But I'm going to take New Orleans at home. That's always been a place I wanted to go was over there in the Mercedes-Benz Dome because everybody tells me there's nothing like that atmosphere. I'm going to say the New Orleans community rallies around the New Orleans Saints, and they win tonight. Next game, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. It's a 1 p.m. CBS game on Sunday. The rest of these are Sunday games. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Pittsburgh is going to have some interesting situations and decisions to make in the offseason. One is going to include their starting quarterback, who has played better recently, but it's because he played so bad to start with. And, you know, you know one is better than, than zero. But uh, Cincinnati, they started off really good. They've had a couple little rocky roads here and there. But I think Cincinnati at home is going to pull this off. They're going to win their division game, and they're going to put Pittsburgh behind an eight ball on how they can rebound and uh, stay in the playoff race. Give me Cincinnati. 1 p.m. CBS. We've got the Indianapolis Colts. We're welcoming in Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are another team that have had some issues recently. The hotter team coming into this is the Colts. We know what Jonathan Taylor and his five touchdowns were like last week. Carson Wentz has been playing better. They're making that move to get him look really good. Tampa Bay is getting back a couple corners. They're starting to get healthy. Gronk has been back. I think the offense will be better once A.B. is back. I don't know that he's back this week. So... I'm going to take the Indianapolis. I'm going to keep my, my streak up. I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts to win this one 34-31, something like that. It's going to be close. But I feel like if Jonathan Taylor can get started early, this Colts team might run all over Tampa Bay. Uh, the L.A. Rams are at the Green Bay Packers, 425 on Fox. This one's interesting, too. The NFL has been so upside down this year. Up is down, right is left, uh, inside is outside. And it's because there's a couple teams that are just bad. And they're at the bottom. And then everybody else, uh, and then there's people that are that are uh, uh, pretty decent. And then everybody else is in this weird gray area of uh, anybody could win anything at any time. The Rams have had a couple hiccups. Green Bay had one last week versus Minnesota. 
Aaron Rodgers at home is not going to be very happy. Granted, they lost on the road, but he's not going to be very happy about last week's game. And as much as I would like to see Matthew Stafford finally win a game on Thanksgiving, because I think he played half a dozen or better, or Baker's dozen of them, while in Detroit, or on Thanksgiving weekend, I guess. Um, I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers. Excuse me. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers to win this game versus the Rams because I think they're going to be more ticked off from last week. And I think they're going to put their stuff together. And uh, I'm going to go on a, I'm going to go on, go on a limb here and say that former Georgia State Panther Chandon Sullivan is going to make a, uh, he's a corner. He's one of the first Panthers that I actually uh, got to know a little bit back when I started covering the team. I think Chan is going to make a big play. He's going to make a big play in the secondary. Don't quite know what it is, but he's going to make it. So shout out to him for that. Tennessee at New England, 1 p.m. CBS game. If Derrick Henry was playing in this, I don't think it would be close. He's not. And the New England Patriots are starting to look like the New England Patriots of like 2001, 2002, the early Brady years. In no way is Mac Jones Brady yet. We don't know how he's going to develop. But what he does for this team right now in limiting mistakes and keeping them in it and making plays when he needs to is very much what uh, Thomas Edward Brady did many moons ago. Tennessee has had some issues here and there. Uh, I think Taylor Lewan should be back, back this week if, if he wasn't already. Um, but the reason why they got rid of Adrian Peterson, as we mentioned before, is the development of the runners behind them. And the fact that they've stepped up and, and done at least as much, if not more, than Adrian Peterson was doing. And when you get outperformed, you typically get replaced. So the person Adrian Peterson, he's doing everything he can out there. But those guys were getting some bigger runs. Maybe it's because the, the defense was zero in on Peterson and not on the other guys. Who knows? But as good as these two teams are. Let's take the smart money. We're going to take the fourth home team. Did I take all home teams? I did take all home teams. I'm going to take the New England Patriots at home. I just feel like uh, even if it comes down to a Nick Folk kick, that I trust Nick Folk. He has been uh, tearing it up all year. He's one of the best kickers in the league for a reason. And I just feel like the Patriots are going to win. And I think there's a chance they could win their division because I think they could beat Buffalo straight up when they need to. So, to recap, I got New Orleans. I got all home teams. New Orleans over Buffalo tonight. I've got Cincinnati over Pittsburgh. I've got Indianapolis over Tampa Bay. I've got Green Bay over the Rams. And I've got New England over Tennessee. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll do a little bit shorter show than usual. We'll get into some other stuff later next week. But I am Jeremy the Impact York. Thanks for tuning in to another great edition of That Sports Show, where we are very thankful for you all. Have a great Turkey Day. Happy Thanksgiving to all you guys. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, deuces.